wrestling. Wrestling. Welcome to Learning the Ropes. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. The young lion, Tyler. Hell yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about a match from the first SummerSlam, SummerSlam 1988, our first deviation from WrestleMania 3. We're talking about the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Tyler, are you familiar with either of those team names? Not a clue. The Mega Powers were the the post-Soviet states, right? That, right? <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? I mean, I mean, in a way that, like, Hulk Hogan embodies the post-Soviet states. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not not clear on the Mega Powers, then. <laughs> so, uh, Mega Powers are the team of Hulk Hogan, the Paragon of Truth and Justice, and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. They're the Mega Powers. The Mega Bucks is the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and his partner, Andre the Giant. Well, I've heard of all these people, so that's that's <laughs> yeah. good. That's yeah. good. So to kind of yeah. give some background for going into this, so after WrestleMania three, which was what we covered last week and the week before, uh, Randy Savage ends up turning babyface. He becomes a good guy and starts feuding with a guy named the Honky Tonk Man. Who is Elvis? He, yeah, he's exactly. an Elvis impersonator. Legally distinct. Oh, I see. Legally, Legally distinct, distinct Elvis. Elvis. TM. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Savage has a match against Honky Tonk Man at Saturday night's main event 12 for the Intercontinental Championship, which at this point Honky Tonk Man holds. Uh, the match ends in a disqualification, though, with Savage winning the match, but not winning the title. Uh, the Hart Foundation came down and they attack Randy Savage and, and Miss Elizabeth. And Elizabeth escapes the assault and runs to the back to get some help uh, to save the Macho Man. Her Were they married at that time? Were they, or, Is that her husband? At some point, they get married for real. Yeah, because I know that the point where they get married for real and the point where they get married in kayfabe are two completely different times. Interesting. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. As 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 the Macho Man famously said, Andrew, do you want to go ahead and say? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, this is a a famous Macho Man story, Tyler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where he told I forget who he said this to, like where this story comes from. Um, but it was another wrestler, and they said that uh, they talked to. Macho Man Randy Savage about whether or not uh, it would be a good idea for them to, you know, bring their their uh, their wife in for an angle. And Macho Man Randy Savage's immortal words live on. Uh, uh, Never do an angle with your wife. I did an angle with my wife. I ain't got no wife no more. Oh my god. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yo, Macho Man got it right. Absolutely. Yeah, don't don't work with your loved ones. It it ends yeah. tragically. Yeah, no, he's right. Don't do that. Yeah, Miss Elizabeth runs to the back to get some help as there's a three on one attack on on Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth grabs you know the greatest wrestler to ever live, brother. The Hulkster. Uh, the Hulkster himself comes out. Gang, uh, you know, takes out the Heart Foundation, takes out uh the Honky Talk Man, and. Hogan and Savage stand triumphant at the end of the show. They 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 have a backstage interview segment with uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, who who asks them what what this whole thing is about, and their response is is some it's 
one of the most iconic things ever. It's the it's the world's most intense handshake. Oh. They flex all of their muscles oh. and are just as tense as, as as hell. They're just the most tense in the world and they have to force their hands to come together from all the power of of the charisma of the paragon of pasta mania and the I'm thinking of an M1. Maharaja of Macho Madness. I'm the coolest guy ever. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, literally, it looks like like it hurts for them to shake hands. Yo, nice. And yeah, basically, for the rest of, uh, of like, 1987, they just kind of help each other out. Especially against, like, Ted DiBiase, who uh, we haven't talked about yet, but uh, he's he's a rich guy. That's his, uh, that's his whole gimmick. He's the million-dollar man. Uh, and people boo him because he he has a lot of money. So rightfully so. Wrestling is based. Uh, uh, he pays people rich. to do stuff for him. He pays audience members to like do embarrassing things in the ring. Oh. Yo, that's kind of cool, actually. Remember that? What was it? It was like the uh, he paid a a kid to like dribble a basketball like a hundred times in a row, and he just slaps it out of his hand. <laughs> yeah, Yo. The, kid, the kid gets to the kid gets. He's like, "I'll give you." I forget. It's probably like a hundred bucks. It's funny because it's probably like. Uh, like minimal, like he's a million dollar man, and we have billionaires now, which is funny. But like, um, he uh he pays a kid like a hundred a uh, hundred bucks. He offers him to like dribble a basketball a hundred times in a row, and then when he gets like close to the end, Ted DiBiase just kicks the basketball away from oh, him and just laughs maniacally. Nice. Like, He's just such a dick. The other famous thing that he ends up doing is uh, he's involved in Rob Van Dam's first uh, televised appearance. Oh, yeah. Because he, he pays Rob Van Dam, who at the time wasn't Rob Van Dam. Uh, Rob Van Dam's a wrestler who becomes famous in like the, the early aughts. Uh, we'll get to him later. Yeah, we'll get to him later. But uh, he pays him to kiss his feet. He paid him mm. like 20 bucks to kiss his feet, and he did it. Gross, Ted. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Good on, good on RVD though. Yeah. RVD did it. Hey, twenty bucks. He needed the money. Yeah. Been there but yeah, so they help each other out for for the rest of 1987, and then um uh at the main event, uh number one, February fifth, nineteen eighty eight, uh a big thing happens. Uh, Andre the Giant beats Hulk Hogan for the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship of the World. In what is a really shady finish involving, um, you remember Dave Hebner, the referee from last week? Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, he was counting slow. Yeah, he was counting mm-hmm. slow and just being bad at his job. Mm-hmm. So Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man, paid Dave Hebner's twin brother, Earl, Earl Hebner. This is his introduction. Uh, he, he, he pays Earl to pretend to be Dave and... Earl counts the uh, the three count, even though Hogan's shoulder is up. So it gets the belt off Hulk Hogan and on to Andre the Giant. And then Ted DiBiase immediately, uh, I want to say it's the night after, just w- tries to buy the belt from Andre. Oh, not tries. Up. Oh, that's true. He not, buys the belt. He, he gives Andre money and Andre gives him the belt. Successfully purchases the WWF championship. Uh, <laughs> but then the WWF cha- uh, uh, president at the time, Jack Tunney comes out and is like, fuck that. 
no, vacates the belt, removes Ted DiBiase's reign from the record, and announces a tournament to be held at WrestleMania 4 uh, for the now vacant world title. In the tournament, Hogan and Andre have a match against each other that ends in a double countout, which gives Ted DiBiase a bye. So a fresh T- Ted DiBiase in the finals faces a worn-down Macho Man Randy Savage. And, but... He, uh, the heroes always prevail in wrestling. So Randy Savage wins his first WWF World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 4. But it wasn't necessarily clean. <laughs> yeah, there's, there was lots of, uh, of interference on the part of Andre the Giant um, to try and keep the Macho Man down. Uh, but Hulk Hogan saves the day like he always does. Uh, remember what we said, the paragon of truth and justice and uh, the shitty pasta restaurant that failed to get off the ground um, and receding hairlines and baby oil, all the things that Hulk Hogan represents. He comes down and saves the day. Uh, but then after WrestleMania, he takes a few months time off. So he he, t- he tuckered himself out helping Randy Savage win the uh, the WWF title. I don't know if they, I don't know if we know why. He took time off. Uh, it was a contract dispute with uh, Vince McMahon. Mm. Uh, Hogan wanted more money. Uh, Vince was hesitant to give Hogan more money. And then Vince gives Hogan more money. Because uh, that's what you do for Hulk Hogan. The Hulkster goes over even against your pocketbook, brother. So after Mania, Macho Man keeps feuding with Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant going into like the summer of 1988. So this is already like a feud that's been going on for like a calendar year. It ends up with Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant challenging Macho Man to a tag team match at the very first SummerSlam uh, with Macho Man choosing a partner of his choice. Mm. And, uh, you know, Macho, you know who Macho Man's going to pick at this point. Uh-huh. It's our boy Hulk Hogan. He's back. Bigger contract. Bigger muscles. More vitamins, more prayers. More vitamins and prayers. That's why I'm getting big right now, too. Same thing. Vitamins and prayers. And yeah, so so Hulk Hogan comes back, the mega powers reform, handshakes and all, uh, and they're getting ready for this match, and uh, a, a favorite of the show, Jesse the Body Ventura, <laughs> uh, is chosen to be the special guest referee in this match. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, because he's a longtime supporter of Macho Man Randy Savage. As we saw. Mm-hmm. No bias. <laughs> and he's also, if you remember from the first episode, very anti-Hulk Hogan, which is supposed to neutralize his bias towards the Mega Powers. He wants, he doesn't, we don't know if he, he wants Randy Savage to win more than he wants Hulk Hogan to lose. So he's relatively a neutral party, uh, except for the fact that also he was very open, openly bribed on television to rule in the favor of uh, nice. the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and his team, the Mega Bucks. And so that sets the stage for SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer. The Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, with Miss Elizabeth in their corner, facing the Mega Bucks, uh, Ted DiBiase with Andre the Giant. They have Bobby the Brain Heenan in their corner, Spe- uh, special guest referee, Jesse the Body Ventura, future governor of Minnesota. And, uh, uh, yeah. Let's watch the match. All right. So we just watched the match. Tyler, first impression. Well, 
I love Jesse Ventura. It's obvious. Incredible man. Uh, <laughs> he's fucking he's cool. Take off your jacket and your shirt and then pose was probably one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. By one <laughs> by one of the uh one of the announcers. Uh Hulk Hogan piece of shit for being real. <laughs> Motherfucker. Just beating the shit out of million dollar man. Not taking any bumps until the very end. Yeah, just everyone bumps for Hogan. Yeah, he's just straight up going off on people. Like, what the hell? And honestly, I support taking a a, a mostly negative stance towards Hulk yeah, Hogan fuck that. I, on this show. Yeah, um, anti Hogan show. Yeah, that's what's kind of interesting is they play like the uh, they do kind of what um, in the structure of like a, a tag team match, more what like the heel team would do, where like they keep they keep one guy in the ring and they double team him a whole bunch at the start there with like Macho Man and Hulk Hogan just absolutely beating the piss out of Ted DiBiase. Oh, yeah, dude. that man was getting murdered. <laughs> and he sells it so well. Like, watch it. It's, yeah, it's because they're just hitting him. Because they're actually, yeah. they're actually <laughs> just beating him up. He's... Um, But they kind of had to do that because of Andre. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like, he, he's like pretty hurt at this point right pretty beat up yeah at that point he could he could um not to get too dark about it but uh at that point he could like barely move most of the time without it hurting um he was just at that point in his life just in constant pain same thing with like wrestlemania 3 he spent most of his time in like a swimming pool uh alleviate like the pressure from his joints uh i mean literally so we just came off of before SummerSlam '88 is Mania Four, Mania Six is is uh, Andre's last match. So in the last like year and a half mm-hmm. of Andre's career, shit. Yeah, I mean he was he was still moving a lot though in this. Just fucking shoving his ass into Macho Man's face. Just, yeah, just teabagging people and taking fucking wallops from Hogan. Went over the yeah. ropes at that one point too. That oh yeah, he dove over the ropes. That's gotta dude. cause some damage to him and the the fucking floor. The floor. The pavement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Hulk Hogan leathers him. Yeah. <laughs> one, one time, just once, he comes whipping around. Oh man! A forearm to the neck, like a New Japan forearm. <laughs> I like how like Hogan just kind of like does the like old school moves, and fucking Macho Man's doing like flips and shit. He's just he's, he's fucking flying around in there. That's cool as hell. Yeah, there's like a there's a sequence I really like with um like Macho Man and Ted DiBiase where like they're like schmoving. Yeah. Um, and it's like, like they, you just see the thing that I, I thought about watching it was like how much faster Macho Man is than like Hulk Hogan. Oh, even. yeah, he's flying. Like, he's flying, he's flying, flying a whole bunch of a whole bunch of beating the, beating the crap out of the million dollar man. Oh, and then teeing off on him. Andre gets in there, gets his gets his shit in. <laughs> I like when he's just absolutely he's just teabagging Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Straight up teabagging him. They do the uh, the classic Hulk Hogan. He's he's getting choked out. Yep. <laughs> and at the because in wrestling you can't choke. Uh, well, you're not supposed to do like a like a choke that chokes like the air. Yeah. Like you can do blood chokes in wrestling, but you can't do like straight up chokes. But a, a thing that Hogan always does is 
he'll just let them put him in like a hold that lets him just kind of rest for a while. And then the ref, so in wrestling, if you're in a choke and the ref like raises your arm and it drops three times, you're knocked out, which, you know, if they did that in the fucking UFC, we would have a lot of dead a UFC lot of, fighters. A lot of dead people. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of dead uh, people. Hogan always just one goes down, two goes down, three catches his arm at the last second and raises it up in the air. My my favorite thing also is that they had Andre in there doing it to him with like the just clapping his hands on those on those traps and just squeezing his traps. And they had Andre doing the, the rest hold to him. And then Andre tags out. And Ted DiBiase comes in, and Ted DiBiase comes in and immediately slaps on like the 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 like rear naked choke basically, oh, yeah. <laughs> like like just immediately from rest hold to rest hold, and and Hulk Hogan's still just on the ground. He didn't even do that much. Mus- I mean, like he was active, but like he wasn't nearly as active as like the other guys. And it's just like yeah, they just they just gave him a nap. That's, yeah. that's Hogan's shtick, yeah. at, especially at this point. And to be fair, um, a rest hold is a rest hold whether you're applying it or taking it. Uh, like, that's, Ted DiBiase's not working all that hard, that's as you can tell. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I, I, I think the thing is more so that when Hogan and, and Macho Man are in control of, of just Ted DiBiase... They're having him bump around the ring. Yeah. And then when Hogan's in there and the heels take control, they just go to the rest holds. It's like, you know, the the ideal uh the ideal way to be a pro wrestler is bump the least amount of times, but also still somehow make the most money. Oh. Um the Hulk Hogan way. Um And I I do understand that like if you get if you get into like the psychology of like working the crowd, you want when the faces are in control, you want to get the energy of the matchup, and so that's why like DiBiase has to do all these bumps. I don't know why I'm defending Hulk Hogan now, but like <laughs> DiBiase has to do all these bumps and like they're tagging in and out and jumping back and forth between the two of them because like uh, the crowd's supposed to be excited when the faces are in control, and then like the heels doing rest holds intentionally lowers the energy of the match and the people will get mad at the heels for being boring and resorting to tactics like choking Hulk Hogan out um, instead of throwing hands with him, which is what they want him to do. It's sort of the same with like UFC fights now, now that I think about it, um, where it's like people boo when it's like a lot of wrestling. Um in UFC, and they like when people are throwing strikes because they like to see guys get punched. Talking about moments when, uh, when the crowd really decides to pop, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> the best distraction of all time. Yeah, that was uh, that was strange, strange Just for sure. Elizabeth ripping off her skirt. Very yeah. interesting. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> Nobody knows what to do. Jesse Ventura is just staring at her. Both the announcers are very horny. Everybody in that building is horny for Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. I, I, you know, respect. Uh, Respect to Elizabeth for doing it. Uh, Respect to, I don't know who else, really just Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, kind of just her, right? (laughs) Yeah, she's the one who got her ass out. But everyone kind of had their ass out, so I don't know. Iconic, like, 
wrestling moment of like Miss Elizabeth taking the skirt off. It's really funny to me how modest it feels by like modern standards of modesty. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like kind of how like girls dress now in wrestling or like the fucking ring girls in like UFC. It's like that's how yeah. that's just what they they're just like in bikinis now basically. Yeah, there are there are women who wrestle that have a lot more of their ass out now than yeah. Elizabeth had. Like Jade SummerSlam. Like fucking Jade last week. Yeah, like Jade Cargill in in AEW. But yeah, it's uh it, it's definitely kind of crazy to me by that standard. I mean, we even have like in the next like 5 years of wrestling we have people like Sable and stuff showing up or just like mm-hmm. legit getting naked. It, it, yeah, it just makes it seem like we kind of look at it like the crowd going wild. It, it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. At all. It's a, uh, I think it's also funny to me how long before Miss Elizabeth takes the skirt off, like how long, cause they dump the mega powers to the outside. Oh, yeah. They're on the ground for like two minutes. <laughs> They're out there. But yeah, while everybody's getting up on the ring apron, distracting Jesse Ventura for way too long before Miss Elizabeth actually takes the uh, the skirt off. Also, uh, does that pin count? At the end? Uh... Yeah, fucking... Jesse Ventura counts two, goes up to count three, and decides he's not going to count three, so Macho Man grabs his arm and slams it to the mat. Yeah, hey, the bell rang. The bell rang, the music started. The bell did ring. That's a win for the Mega Powers, baby. Well, I'll take it. Um, do they do so? Like, do like they like remain as like a tag team for a while? So this is their first televised tag team match, but they had been teaming for like a year. Mm. Yeah, uh, like helping each other, and then during in like the house show circuit. So like house shows are untelevised events. Mm-hmm. They would team each with each other for like main events and stuff. It's like they, at this point they've already been doing it for a year, and they, they go on a little bit longer. Yeah, interesting. Do 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 like or like you know like split or like have any fights between each other? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I I'm excited now. Tyler's reading ahead a little bit. <laughs> I want to see yeah. Macho Man destroy fucking uh fucking Hogan. Yeah, but we will uh I'm... we will explain how we get there. It's next week, right? Uh Matt's the one with the schedule. Yeah. Um next week. Yeah, next week we're going to be doing uh we're going to be doing uh Mania 5. The Mega Powers explode. Oh. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah, so next next week we're watching uh uh or next episode we're watching next episode we're watching uh Macho Man Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan WWF title on the line. Um and in that episode we will go over how we get from the wonderful team of the Mega Powers to a one-on-one match. Although uh, uh, Tyler, you you could see you could see seeds planted, right? Oh, I mean, at the end, he grabs Elizabeth. Is that is that a thing? Is that causes it? He was he was pretty he was pretty handsy with uh, with Elizabeth, wouldn't you say? Pretty pretty handsy with Elizabeth, yeah. Pretty handsy with Elizabeth. Kind of weird. Starts fucking twirling her skirt over his head. Yeah, like, bro, chill out, chill out, dude. A little creepy. You should have known sooner. Should have known sooner with Hogan. All the signs were there. We just <laughs> All the signs them. were there. 
so also it seems kind of like there's a shift in wrestling like before the like the past few that i've seen have been kind of slower more like i feel like calling out Mm -hmm. you know like certain moves and that kind of stuff it seems like with macho man that seems to be shifting a little bit is this kind of like the start of that shift to more like fast-paced wrestling or is that still more like specific to macho man there's a lot of false starts on that interesting there's there's a lot of almost shifts to that yeah uh there's a lot of instances where it seems like the hogan generation is over Mm. but man yeah Man, does Hogan not let go? Yeah, it just keeps he just keeps staying. It's between Ho- Hogan wanting to be Hulk Hogan, um, and uh, Vince McMahon wanting to have Hulk Hogan and have Hulkamania and like the money that that draws. There, there's a lot of stop and starts. But absolutely, you're correct. The kind of root of modern professional wrestling. Starts with Macho Man Randy Savage, really, and like there's other guys that are uh, that are like at that kind of that kind of level with Macho Man, um, like we said, like Ricky Steamboat, um, Ric Flair, who we haven't really talked about, has been doing great stuff. But yeah, it's definitely the kind of route for um, where we're going to be going in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. That's exciting because that's that's the stuff that I've definitely liked more from what I've seen. And it's cool seeing it start. And so I think uh, with that we can get ourselves to a a little bit of a little bit of ratings of, uh, of our our star scale that we're borrowing from uh, Wrestling Observer, uh, Big Dave, Dave Meltzer. And so we'll start with uh, I think Matt. Yeah. So I'm actually pulling up the ratings from last week for for context. Uh, so this match. I would give like a two stars. It's it's fine. Uh it it makes me more excited like it makes me excited to see what kind of goes on later. But yeah, uh uh a Hogan match is never going to be that high for me. So uh, a solid two stars for me. Solid two. Um yeah, I'll go next and I I think uh probably about the same level for me. I I I'm tempted to give it a 2.5 um just cuz I think it's fun um which is I guess not to say that a two star match can't be fun but like I think uh it has like an amount of you know like I think Hogan and Savage are a really fun team um and I think Ted DiBiase is great um however I, I'm with you, Matt. I I don't think I can. I don't. I don't think Hulk Hogan's getting too much more than you know, like a two point five. Uh, it's out like of me. to to me thinking about it in like a more modern context. This is supposed to be the main event of SummerSlam. It feels like a tag match we'd see on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's kind of boring compared to like current stuff. Yeah, it, and like. We get flashes of like what could be really great, but uh, having Hogan and Andre in there, as much as I love Andre, uh, yeah, it's it slows down the pacing a lot just because he's so big that he can't he can't be that active. Yeah, um, and yeah, I I mean um, that was the thing that I wanted to to bring up earlier, not to uh, derail us too much, but like Andre, I feel like is more mobile at this time than I was expecting him to be. Um, 
Yeah, he seemed to but do yeah. more here than he did at uh, at the past. Uh, I forget which one Mania that was. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, he went over the ropes in this one. That shit's yeah. intense for a guy who's seven feet tall. Um. Which is not. I'm. I'm still. My final rating. Uh, is going to be two stars on this one. Um. With Matt. Uh. But yeah, just more kind of respect to Andre the Giant. Um. And then Tyler. I will also give it two stars. I was never bored during it. But there were parts where I was become where I was almost bored. Like I was never like this is boring. But there were parts where I'm like, okay, we got to get this moving because it's like the you know like the whole thing where like they're just in like the, the like hold forever. It's like that that slows down the pacing a lot. And like Hogan, I just don't think it's, like for me at least is that enter- is that entertaining. I like the stuff with uh uh Ted with uh fucking when they're just doing the like insane bumps and stuff like that. That was cool. That was fun. It ended fun, despite it going on for like two minutes too long. It ended really fun. Mm-hmm. And it does set stuff up that makes me more excited. But like overall, it's like, yeah, kind of like what Matt said. It's like, it's something you would see now on like a free show on like, like a Monday night. So what? So a two for me. Two, two from Tyler. So two, twos across the board. For context, Big Dave Melcher's rating of this match was 2.75 stars. So 0.75, where's that coming from? How's he rating that? <laughs> I want to see his matrix that he has for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think if anything, like like we kind of talked about last week, I think his 0.75 comes from watching this match when it happened. Yeah. Like, he, do- he doesn't get to be like, oh yeah, this is a match that would just be on Monday Night Raw, because Monday Night Raw isn't a thing at this point. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. seen the cool stuff. And really, I think that's the, the problem with uh, Hulk Hogan and this show, is that um, I feel like a much someone who grew up with a much more modern sensibility of uh, wrestling is gonna... They're gonna have a hard time enjoying Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, respect for, uh, what Hulk Hogan represents for the industry, but, like, by, by modern standards, uh, growing up with, like, for context, which we'll get to this stuff eventually, that I grew up on, but, like, I grew up in, like, the, uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era, is what it's called, so, like, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, all those kind of people moving quick and doing flips and all the cool stuff. Uh, Hulk Hogan doesn't have a lot to offer. He does angry slaps and that kind of stuff, which is tired. God, he smacked the shit out of Andre the Giant. Poor Andre. (laughs) Rocked him. Well, anyway, uh, thank you anyone who listened. Uh, We'll see you guys next week for WrestleMania 5. Fucking Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan for the title. I'm excited for this one.